Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Take two. Take two. Take two. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, oh. everyone. Hello. Mm, Kermit Worship the Frog. Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 113. 113. Do you remember that Chris Rice song, uh, Cartoons? I was thinking the I other do. day, <laughs> what have cartoons got saved? Say? Yeah. <laughs> And, he, and he's, he's like, and, and Chris Rice does all those voices, yeah, man. He he's hilarious. Too. He does like uh, uh, Kermit the Frog, <laughs> and yeah, he does the Yogi <laughs> Bear. <laughs> Scooby Doo. Yes. Um, and what else does he do? He does um, um, oh. Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Um, yep. And then he's like, and Beavis and, and the other, other guy. guy. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, that Man. was like, I, I think when that song came out, either I, I was just finishing high school or something like that. But I remember it was like, it was all the rage, yeah. you know, everyone that youth group thought was like the coolest song. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd like play it before youth group started. And yep. We were all singing it. I almost learned it. Did you? So I was doing worship for like a little, you know, kids camp, a day oh, camp. Oh, that's funny. I was like, oh, they'd love this. But yeah. then I decided not to. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I never actually did that song. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog here. Mm. You big Kermit the fan? No, well. Kermit the Frog fan? Yeah, I mean, yes Kermit and no. Kermit the fan? Callie, my daughter, my five-year-old, she she likes she likes Kermit, you mm-hmm. know, like Sesame Street and Muppets and that kind of stuff. So Muppets are pretty cool. Well, you know, so we'll watch. Um, you know, we'll. Um, I, I mean, you gotta love living this day and age. You know, YouTube. You can just go mm-hmm. on YouTube and find you know a gazillion videos, Muppet videos. Oh, and, yeah. And so you know, we'll we'll like watch them, and she thinks they're pretty fun. So we've done that. Our like our Blu-ray player, you can go on YouTube and yeah. search for stuff. And so it's it. pretty cool to watch YouTube right there on the big screen. Boom. You know? On the TV. Yeah. So kind of fun. Yeah, so we'll we'll do that. We'll we'll watch videos and, and she she likes Muppets. She's she's into it. Yeah. So Yeah, we've done that with some some of the old cartoons like um with some of the old Mickey Mouse stuff, some of the old Looney Tunes. Like stuff. Brave Little Taylor and stuff. The old Mickey Mouse uh, cartoons. That was one of my favorites growing up. Or uh, were, what? Mickey and the Beanstalk. Or there were some longer ones. Like I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, we've done that. That's cool. I'll just say that we've done that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. But yeah, I uh um that that little Disney short, you know, the Brave Little Taylor. I I used to love that as a kid. So um I mean a long time ago. Like when I first got my iPod, you know, so five or six years ago, mm-hmm. um, I, I downloaded the. Uh, um, I actually bought the the video of the Brave Little Taylor, nice. and uh, yeah, and Callie Callie just loves watching it. So she's Haley gets kind of worried about the giant, you know, because really? uh, uh, the whole thing is about this giant that comes and then Mickey. He's he's actually um, uh, a, a Taylor, uh, 
um, you know, a, f- a clothing mm-hmm. maker, whatever. Anyway, he gets roped into catching the giant somehow, and he actually ends up catching the giant. Kind of funny. Anyway, but Haley just every time she sees that giant, no data, no data, no data. <laughs> she does not like the giant, so yeah. Yeah. You remember DuckTales? DuckTales. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That was one of my favorite shows as a kid. Come home after school and it was totally. usually on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'd watch a uh, uh, Rescue Rangers with Chippendale. Yep, yep. yep. But I remember like how cool it was that he had this like silo of a money gold. <laughs> that you could swim <laughs> in. I'm like, man, that would be cool to have that much money. Someday. Wow, yeah, you know? you know, really funny. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge Family Guy fan, but I happened to catch a, a clip of it. Um, and and they were doing the spoof on on uh, Ducktales. <laughs> And so, so the the guy Peter, he, uh, um, they're doing this like cutaway scene where you know he was thinking about how how wealthy he could be. He's like, what would I do with all this money? He's envisioning diving into a, a pool of money, you mm-hmm. know, a la uh, right, d- uh, yeah. Ducktales. And so, um, anyway, so so you you see him doing just the classic, you know, swan dive, just like uh, uh, what's his name, Daffy Duck? Is that is that the guy's name, the Duck Dude? Um, On Ducktales, yeah. What's the uncle's name? Um, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> That's funny. We don't know what his name is. Is it Daffy Duck? Or? No, it's not Daffy. No. Um, what is the uncle's name? I know it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie are the the nephews, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that Uncle something? Uncle Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, Scrooge McDuck. Is it? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Look at that. It was in my mind somewhere in the deep recesses. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Okay, so um, anyway, so there he goes, Peter, diving into a, a big silo of of money, a la Scrooge McDuck, mm-hmm. and instead of you know like actually making a big splash like uh, Scrooge does he he hits the thing you know dead on and he like breaks all these bones in his body there's blood squirting everywhere he's like he's like ah! he's like this is not like water it's a hard metallic surface why did I think of doing this you know and it just kind of brings to light it's like well yeah if you were to dive into a big pool of coins like it would really hurt well even if you died into dived into a big pool of paper yeah it, it would hurt. hurt yeah <laughs> but you know cartoon you, you grow up watching Scrooge yeah. McDuck diving into money you're swimming like oh around in it. you're yeah. like swimming in money okay that's cool backstroke right doesn't doesn't work in real life and uh, Peter from Family Guy helped demonstrate yes, that thank yeah. you Thank you Speaking for the of lesson. the backstroke, the, the Olympics are coming up. Oh my gosh. You know what this reminds me of? I remember one of our earlier podcasts um, was right when the uh, the Beijing games were going mm-hmm. in 2008. Yep. 8-8-08. August 8, 2008. And I remember we, we spent like a whole podcast just talking about like Michael Phelps yeah, swimming yeah. and all his records and stuff. Yeah, I was going back through, which by the way, for our listeners... There is an archives page on yes. our website Thank now, you, so David, um, for you can go back up. through and look through all, well, at this point, the previous 112 episodes of wow. our podcast, and they're all, they've got a title there, so you know what it's about, if you want to go listen to it or not, but yeah, I was kind of going Good through job. that, and it's like, every time the Olympics roll around, it's in, yep. <laughs> it's in the podcast, it's, in the <laughs> it's like we're going to start telling time by the podcast by, by the, the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Which Olympic games are we doing? Beijing, uh, the Vancouver, Canada games, now we're on <laughs> London. Yep. No, I'm excited. And you know what I'm so excited about this year? The opening. 
the grand opening. Well, was maybe. That, I mean, I don't know how you can beat Beijing, though. No, that was pretty epic. Like, the Canada games were kind of like, eh, and, and like the torch thing didn't work, you know? Like, that was <laughs> kind of a bummer. for London, everyone has had one, you know, failed one opening fail. ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe London will be a little better. Yeah. No, what I'm most excited about, um, this is the first Olympic Games that have been on that our family has TiVo and so now so you can record I, I can record like everything because before especially in 08 you know because I'm way more of a summer Olympics fan than winter I mean let's be honest you know it's like summer Olympics yeah, is, wants to watch figure skating yeah I mean right. summer Olympics is where it's at so mm-hmm. anyway big big uh big summer fan and you know four years ago in 08 Beijing, I'm I'm like having to stay up because they were doing it live. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Because mm-hmm. the time the time zones were just you know about twelve hours apart or yep. whatever. And so they're broadcasting everything live, which was kind of cool. Except I was staying up till you know like ten, eleven, you know sometimes midnight every night watching these things. Right. And you have to sit through all the pomp and circumstance, and they're like welcoming and, and announcing names and waving mm-hmm. and okay, you know runners take your mark. I mean the whole thing. And I'm like. I got TiVo now, man. Yeah. And I can just record, just like, I can record like hours and hours of it and then just like fast forward mm-hmm. to the actual races. NBC makes a lot of money off the Olympics. For sure. Because a lot of people watch and there's a lot of advertising. Yeah. But speaking of a lot of advertising. Here we go. Do you have cable? No. Oh, okay. So you won't have watched this show. There's a an alien show called Falling Skies. Falling Skies. It's on TNT. Is that the one that you're um uh that you put on Facebook? You're like um uh didn't you put something on Facebook where you're like this show's coming up or could have or, or you like it or something? Yeah, I like it on Facebook. Yeah, it's maybe a, that's what it was. It's a, I mean, I kind of like sci-fi. Certain sci-fi I like, not all sci-fi, but. It's, I mean, it's definitely sci-fi, but it's like, it's a good show. It's a good, it's so a what's good it about? It's about aliens? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of post, post-apocalyptic <laughs> plus aliens because, you know, the aliens have invaded, the, the whole show starts after the aliens have already invaded and kind of destroyed a lot of the Do you actually and, see the aliens? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it's very convincing. I mean, they're not like, they're not like cheesy aliens. I mean... Are they mean-looking aliens? Oh, yeah. Like they can mess you up mm-hmm. real bad. Oh yeah, um, but but anyway, it's it's a great show. But there are so many commercials. Like sometimes oh. there's like a one-minute segment. It seems and like then, and then like then four more minutes, minutes of commercials. commercials. <laughs> like come on, yeah. And then the thing that really has been bugging me about the whole about the show is that. Like it's a good show. It's gripping. It's you know it's enticing. Yeah, you get really there. into it, and then right. you know of course at the end of the show you're looking forward to what. The next episode. Scenes from the next episode, right? right? Well, so then they've got this other show that they're trying to get people to watch right after it, uh, The Great Escape or something. It's a reality show. Do they air it just right? So what they do now is like, stay tuned for scenes from the next episode, but right now... We're going to start the greatest. So you have to watch into the, if you want to watch oh. the scenes, you have to watch into this next show. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm not going to, you just made me sit through 40 minutes of commercials <laughs> to watch your 20 minute show. I'm not going to sit through another, you know, 40 yeah. minutes of commercials to catch the scenes. Like I'll wait until they come on during the week. But yeah. So yeah. praise the Lord for TiVo. Cause I can, uh, we can just bypass yes, all that yes, stuff. So we skip all the commercials, but skip them. Yeah. But which y- is one of the benefits of being on the West coast because, um, 
you know, that's one of the other things that came up in our in our podcast about the Olympics was time delayed oh, again. You know, we right. were complaining about it being time delayed. But um, as at least with the HD on cable on Frontier, how we have it, you can get like they'll you get the East Coast feed. Like so, so the nine o'clock show on the East Coast is coming on at six o'clock out here. So we can record it at six o'clock, and then when the kids are all in bed, you know, right away we have a show to watch. You're ready instead to go. of wait until nine o'clock and then waiting twenty minutes so you don't have to watch the commercials. You know, <laughs> so because that's what we, it's how we watch TV now. We don't watch TV. We almost never watch a show when it starts at eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Yeah. we wait until we can start it so we can skip so through all the commercials. Get the commercials. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. Yeah, but anyway, Olympics, very exciting, July yeah. 27th, a few more weeks. Oh, that when it starts? July 27th, I'm, I'm getting my season pass ready for it, <laughs> get my season pass going so I can just record all Olympic content. Are I, you I, serious? Yeah, I, I actually... record it all. I actually, I actually set up a, a playlist, because um, you can do like these search profiles in, um, uh, in TiVo, and you can do like a keyword. So any, any show that has the word Olympic in it, it will record... Really? So it will just record anything that says like <laughs> Olympic in it. Wow. So I'm excited. I got to get a TiVo, man. Every time you talk about your TiVo, it sounds so much cooler than just our DVR that we have through the company. Well, it, it was nice because there's all these like like features and search and like autoplays and, you know. And you can share it over your network. Yeah. So you know what I did? I took um I took my entire season seven of The Office that I, I TiVoed. Mm-hmm. I transferred it all to my computer. And um and then you can buy this um through TiVo. It's like thirty dollars. It's called TiVo Desktop, and uh, and you can convert it to an iPod format. So nice. one of, one of these days, I'll. I mean, it takes a long time, right, obviously, but... to convert that much material. Mm-hmm. But you know, one of these days when when I'm not doing anything and I can just set it up and then just leave for like you know a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll you know I'll convert it all to uh, uh to the iPod format, stick it on my iPod. It'd be awesome for kids shows, man. Totally. If you're going on a long road trip, just exactly. record a bunch of kids shows. Well, that's what we did. We actually recorded some movies like Over the Hedge and and um just some movies that came on like ABC. Mm-hmm. You know, ABC typically will have like Saturday nights or Sunday nights. They'll have like movies like mm-hmm. Over the Hedge and Meet the Robinsons and. Right. Uh, you know and so we'll record these movies and then we'll just put them on our laptop and like you know we were I, I was getting new breaks at Les Schwab and um, and I had the kids with me because Melanie's working so I just I just brought the laptop and they just watched Bolt you know from nice. from the TiVo mm-hmm. um, didn't cost me anything that's pretty cool way to go TiVo yeah thank you so now anyway, I gotta get a TiVo yeah one of these days <laughs> but you know it's I mean, the essential thing is it records, which right. is what any DVR does. Yeah, TiVo just has a little bit more of the bells and whistles mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Yeah, but hey, enough on TV because is there's. This, can you ever talk enough about TV? <laughs> Probably, especially for a worship podcast. <laughs> so you know something worship related. Um, no, so David and I were talking and. You know, not to abruptly switch gears, but here we go. Um, so, you need a sound effect like a yeah. gear changing, grinding gears, downshifting. Sure, some Jake's engine brake. Why not? Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So David and I were talking. Um, you know, it's about what to record, and 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 we, we've uh, we've had some kind of heavy stuff going on at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly when this will air um, or po- be posted, but uh, just just real briefly, kind of um, 
what happened. Our our church uh, is involved in uh, um, a high school summer camp with a number of other churches in the area. So, you know, there's like, I don't know how many churches, five or six or seven or something, uh, churches in the Vancouver area. And every year they all get together and they go, um, they go to this campground and they do their, you know, high school summer camp there. Um, you know, so instead of having like, like an official camp, you know, where you send your kid to, mm-hmm. it's like all these churches are like, hey, let's put on our own summer camp, which is mm-hmm. cool. And our my old church was part of that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's always been a great thing. Laurel, you know, Laurelwood's been a part of, uh, it's called the ETV Experience the Valley. It's down mm-hmm. in Ty Valley, Oregon, uh, at the Wasco County Fairgrounds. T-Y-G-H. The T-Y-G-H, thank you. <laughs> and so Laurelwood's been a part of, of ETV for a number of years our youth pastor helps plan it along with you know your uh um you know former church's youth pastor and mm-hmm. so anyway um so in case you hadn't heard the news or you're not in this area um uh the first day of camp a couple uh a couple people ended up drowning and uh very very sad mm-hmm. you know very very tragic uh, it wasn't anyone from laurelwood uh it was from uh, another church but still our church is very closely connected mm-hmm with this other church and so there's a lot of emotions going on you know but you do you do the camp together yeah but i mean they're in the same community as you yeah and people from your church i mean um one of the students from your church went to school with this student so i mean it's very intertwined it is right and so it's not like oh well that's another church Mm -hmm. we don't need to worry about it's not like my youth camp growing up was a for our whole district of wesleyan churches Right, so big, there were like big, forty or fifty yeah. churches, and so you know if something like this happened there. You know, everyone would be upset about it, but you wouldn't have probably any idea who the other kids were. Right, but it's, that's not the case here. Yeah, because I mean, it's only you know a handful of churches in the Vancouver area, and it's, I don't know how many campers total. I mean, a hundred campers or something. It's not huge, mm-hmm. so everyone kind of knows each other. You know, we all go to school with each other, and so um, yeah, we you know I found this out Monday. Monday night and um boy you know like like my heart just breaking and um anyway today um they're actually sending all the kids home so all the kids are coming home today mm-hmm. and um you know so myself and our senior pastor Mike we're going to go you know meet meet all the kids and the campers and you know just try to pray with them and be you know whatever just try to be pastoral but uh, the, the point I'm making where I'm going with all this is it got me thinking, you know, how do we as worship pastors or worship leaders, how do we respond to these unplannable crisis situations? You know, um, when, when tragedy strikes, when unplanned things happen that are just awful, you know, that that just rock the community or your church you know what what do you do how do you respond to that because you know we we have like our music picked out for sunday you know we, we have mm-hmm. stuff ready to go um, but in light of all this you know it's like wow do we do we take a different turn you know do we do we maybe approach this more somber do we approach it more um introspective do we just have a service where we just pray and grieve and cry i mean you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, where, how, how do you respond? You know. Well, yeah, and I was, I was actually watching the news last night, and and Matthias was on the news. They were interviewing about the thing, and, and he said, 
you know, we're obviously very upset by this, but just trying to walk our students through this because, yeah, life is difficult. Yeah. Bad things happen, but we still have a God who is good. You know, it's like, um, which I thought was a great statement, but you know, how do you, how do you bring that into a worship service? I mean, um, certainly in a smaller community, you're going to have probably the majority of the people know about it. Right. Um, you know, we had a, a thing happen here this last spring, but when that following, so what, I mean, what we did, we still had a worship service and then the pastor addressed it at the beginning of the sermon and, and was actually the sermon was kind of talking about difficulty and, and kind of walking through that, you know, how do you walk through that? And so, um, but you know, maybe, I don't know, I just, I just had a thought. If everyone knows about it, everyone's going to be thinking about it. Everyone's going to be wondering, what are they going to say? How are they going to deal with this in the service? You know what right. I mean? At least I would. Right. If I was coming to your church on Sunday and I'm part of your community, I'm going to be sitting there th- through the first service. I wonder when they're going to talk about this. I wonder when they're going to talk about this. I wonder what they're going to say. You know, so like for me, like, let's just do it right at the beginning. Hmm. And let's let's talk about it right at the beginning of the service. You know, maybe do a call to worship, you know, a walk-in song or something, get everyone in. But then, like, talk about it and then respond to it. And then, like, of course, that would require you to change everything at this point in time. But, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then, I don't know, it might, be, it might be a good chance to totally flip the whole service on its end and just, you know, start off with the sermon and have you know you know, have Pastor Mike respond to to the to the situation and and then talk about it and lead into a sermon talking about you know, dealing with this kind of stuff and then you respond because everyone even you know even if they don't know this family or you know the families involved everyone has a difficult situation that they've gone through at some point in their life that sure. they can't respond to sure and worship but um, but I think. I don't. I think what no church should do is ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't want to. You don't want to have some major thing go on, and and have your church coming to the church looking for. You know, some people are probably going to be grieving. Some people are just going to be looking for answers. Want to know? You know, you've probably got those uh, disciplinary, legally minded kind of people that are, that are going to be there wanting to know. Okay, did, was everything followed? You know, were all the procedures followed in the right way? So to prevent something like this, I mean, was this just a flub? Was this an accident or were you just being careless at the camp? Mm-hmm. So you want to, you know, you've got those kind of people that you got to deal with. And then you've got, you know, maybe some non-Christians that you've got to deal with that, that you might be experiencing this because they were connected to that person or that family or the families. Yeah. And so they're going to come. Because they want to know what's going on, so you have the, so you kind of have a huge, br- you know, huge uh, brush you've got a stroke to kind of cover all these people. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was just I was just thinking because you know this certainly isn't the first time it's happened where where there's you know some some sort of um, I mean whether it's a tragedy or whether it, it's or whether it's something that is you know just a little disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to happen. I mean, in the life of any church, in the life of any community. Uh, even in the life of our nation, I mean, I think of like nine eleven. Like after nine eleven happened, you know, uh, you know, I, I remember 
I was at Crossroads at the time, and you know, like, how did our church respond? You know, you know, we changed some things up, and you know, Bill, Bill addressed it and talked about it, and so this isn't the first time it has happened. It certainly won't be the last time, and you know, I think for me, what's important um, as a worship leader is is being sensitive. Um, being sensitive to the people, being sensitive to the spirit of God, you know, understanding, you know, where where does this fit in? And I think you said it really well, recognizing that there might be people who even come to church on Sunday trying to make sense mm-hmm. of well, it. Well, like nine eleven, there were a ton of people that oh, did yeah. that. I mean, millions of yeah. people. And, you know, when tragedy happens, people start looking. Right. And so, you know, I think it's a, our responsibility as a church, not just church leaders, but as the church as a whole, is that when people start looking, when they're going through stuff like that, we need to be there to help them find the answers, especially if they come to us looking for answers. You know, it's it's easy in, in churches to get wrapped up, like we've talked about many, many times before, get wrapped up in the details, get wrapped up in the planning, get wrapped up in, well, we've already got this weekend planned, you know, we can't change it now. And this is something I've been working on around here is, you know, we've got, we need to get to a, to a point where if, even if, even if just the sermon lends itself to a totally different approach in worship, we need to be able to change some things in worship on, you know, between Saturday night and Sunday morning, or, you know, even on, you know, Sunday morning and Sunday morning. And we need, we need to be able to be flexible and, and just, uh, and being the most strategic as we can, as we can about worship. But when stuff like this happens, it, you know, that kind of raises the bar. Mm-hmm. And we need to be ready as a church to help you know pick up people, and because we're going to be people that are experiencing a whole lot of different stuff as they go through this, and yeah. you know, we we shouldn't allow our uh, preconceived notion for that weekend to trump the situation, because right. you know, you know. God has a plan to work through all of this in some way. And yeah. and if the church isn't going to do it, then he's going to find somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to find some avenue. <laughs> he's going to find some way to, to bring those people yeah. to him. And, and um, you know, I just... Anyway, I kind of ranted on there for a little no, bit. No, that's good. Yeah, I mean, good things to think about. And, and I think it's something that as worship leaders, we all need to... Um, just having our mind somewhere. Well, and you know, just uh, it's kind of on the same topic, but just you know, contingency plans and and plans for you know backup plans. And I mean, I was even thinking, what would your church do if? if um, maybe we've talked about this before on the podcast, but what would your church do if the power went out? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, um, and that seems kind of silly to think about. But my brother lives in Ohio. And two Friday nights ago, they had these huge storms that came through. My oh. brother had, didn't have power, and they didn't have power at the church Wow! for you know the next week. And so what do you do when you don't have power? I mean, we're pretty reliant on power, right. you know? Right, And like, And for us, you know, our, our sanctuary would be in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd have to rent generators to bring in to turn on some kind of light or something. But then, you know, or, but what if the power goes off in the middle of the service? Mm. What do you do then? I mean... I mean, there, you don't have any time at that point to come up with a with a plan B. You just have to go something just and go do there. it. Yeah, but um, you know what? If, you know what if there are other you know natural disasters that come? 
how do you respond to that? What is you know? Yeah, having thought through those things, at least at least having thought for the through them for a a half an hour before they strike. Yeah, <laughs> so that it, you help. have some kind of thought about a direction you're going to go. Bottom line, be prepared. Yeah. You know, but like, but when this kind of stuff happens, I mean. Maybe you can remember. I don't remember ever really talking about this in college. Hmm. You know, like, what? how do you respond to these kinds of things as, as a worship pastor? Yeah, you know? because it's not something that happens all the time. But, I mean, when it does, you want to, you know, again, I, I just go back to being sensitive to the yeah. people, be sensitive to the Spirit of God, be sensitive to the situation, you know. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do this Sunday, just, you know, as our church, as we have some people who are affected by this. Well, if you know another church in your area that's gone through some, you know, similar tragedy or a big tragedy of some kind, or yeah, call them up and say, "How did you? How did what you did respond?" You, do? you know, that's kind of a huge thing of what we're all about at you know Worship Ministry Catalyst. Which, by the way, we're just two we're just two guys. We're not like some big. No. You know, every time we talk, every time I I feel like when we say our name, it's like we're some big like <laughs> you know <laughs> worship ministry corporation <laughs> that goes out you know but um i mean that's what we talk about you know find somebody in your area that's been through what you've been through and you know let them walk you through yeah how to get through it um but it, don't yeah. just try and wing it yeah that's <laughs> yeah. good good stuff um anything else about that no i think that's good stuff so and if very future, very soon future episode, we're going to have a guest with us. Yay! David, David Santos. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. If not, I'll get it right when I actually talk to him and get yeah. him to pronounce it for me. But um, another big blogger out there, been doing some very, very useful, helpful blogs. We actually talked about one of his posts uh, last podcast about public speaking and some of the ideas yeah. he had on public speaking. So we're going to be uh, interviewing him and talking to him about theology and the importance of theology and worship and maybe talk about he's got a 20-week course for worship leaders and yeah. worship leading and Good maybe talk stuff a little too. bit about that. So um, he's going to be on there. Yeah, check him out ahead of time. And he's one of the things that's great, davidsandestephen.com, one of the things that's great about him is he, he's got a lot of the same heart. How we started this podcast because – we couldn't find people. We could not find people that could mentor us and kind of pour into us and help us out. So we thought, well, if no one's doing it for us, at least we should try and do it for other people. And he's got that same heart and that same uh, that yeah, same passion cool. for worship leaders and worship pastors out there. So uh, go check him out and then look forward to hearing him on a future episode and a couple future episodes probably of our Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. So yeah, yeah, we didn't do we didn't do the stuff at the beginning, so we got to <sighs> do it now. Um, Always forget. So you can uh, follow us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst. Go over there, give us a mad sauce like, mad, mad sauce tweet. sauce tweet. Um, and then you can send an email to david worshipministrycatalyst.com or... Oh, Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. <laughs> and here, check this out. Oh, 360-818. Four three three nine. There you go. Ah. Yeah, we need a jingle to yeah, it. Yeah, man. I was thinking that was, was like, good. <laughs> I was like, how are we going to remember this? It's like that's how you remember it. You make a song. You, you make a it jingle. a jingle. Come on. So now we got to make up like a, an actual jingle da, for da, it. Da, ba, da, da. Da, 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 whatever it was. <laughs> three six zero eight one eight. 
four, three, three, nine. I was going to teach it to you beforehand, and then we can sing it together at the beginning of the podcast. We'll do that the next time around. It'll get in your head, and you'll remember it, and then you'll call and leave a message. There you go. Call us. Call us. Okay. Do it. Do it now. One. No, wait. Five, four, three. Do it. Now. Two. Now. Do it. Do it now. One. Do it now. Now. Dwight Schrute's yeah. <laughs> The Office. But, Classic. Uh, yeah. Go over and uh, give us a call. Give us a little ringling and we'll play your voicemail on the show. By the way, we've had some uh, some commenting going on on our Facebook page. Yay. And uh, I just kind of wanted to draw attention to it a little bit. Um, a guy by the name of... Haven't even been on Facebook this morning. What's wrong with me? No. I'm, I'm drifting. I'm oh, slipping. Oh, no. But... Um, Robert Gifford has been kind of doing a little bit of talking on there, and he did a review on... Um, oh, yeah, I saw it on the uh, the Page Turner yeah, thing. Yeah, the Page Turner thing, mm-hmm. which looks kind of cool. Very very thorough review, very yeah, good, good job, job on that review, Robert. I saw so, that. Uh, you'll want to go over to our, our Worship Ministry Catalyst Facebook page and click on that link and go check out that review. If you've got an iPad and you've been looking for a way to turn... you Use your iPad as a music stand, like the Planning Center app, and this, this thing he reviewed actually works with the Planning Center music stand app. So, uh, you'll definitely want to go over there and check that out. Um, and... Uh, yeah get involved with us on facebook we'll kind of talk back to you or comment on this post on the on the worship mystery catalyst.com page so all right that's it that's That's it it. for episode 113 in the can we'll talk to you again later bye-bye